Well, hello, everyone. I am here with Dr. Tara Cassidy-Smith, who's the program director at Cooper University. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Thanks for coming. Uh, John McGee is also here because John never leaves. And so he decided to hang out. (laughs) So it's been so cool to be here at CORD and talk to all of these amazing educators that I know that I have learned from over the years and be able to share kind of everything that they know. Tara has been teaching to her residents the art of consultant communication using a very structured approach. And I think it's important for us as faculty to know, you know, we listen to consultants talk, you know, residents talk to consultants all the time on the phone. Folks will say that did not go well, Mm -hmm. right? But I think that faculty don't always know how to tell them to do it better. And so I think it's, even though this is something that you teach to your residents, I think it's important for us as faculty to kind of have an understanding of it as well so that we can start to give feedback in a structured way around this topic. So tell me a little bit about what you teach them, the five okay. C's. All right. So we use a model that was, I believe, out of a New York City program, and I'm, I apologize for not um, giving them specific credit, but... They uh, developed the system that we adapted that's based on the five C's. And the five C's checklist stands for contact, communicate, core question, collaboration, and close the loop. So those are the five, but it doesn't always have to be in that order. And the important part of contact is really emphasizing the nature of the call and not being as casual as we sometimes overhear. Mm. Like, yo, it's ortho, it's ED, we have this patient... And really trying to establish the contact. This is Dr. Cassidy Smith. I'm calling the ED. I have a consult for you. Mm -hmm. And trying to capture the consultant's name. And I think establishing that professional relationship up front really changes the tenor of of the conversation. And we've all witnessed that. We've all witnessed and cringed when we hear really bad phone calls, whether it's our residents calling in a a consult or calling in admission. Some do it really well. Some really have a hard time, especially the interns even calling themselves doctor at this Mm. point when they're first starting. But it really should establish that you are the doctor caring for a patient. As we all know, going out into practice, that those are really important conversations. We need to know who we spoke with. We need to document that in the chart. We need to put that on the transfer form or whatever we're doing. And that becomes really important. So if you become sloppy in the beginning, uh, then it's Uh, you have to kind of relearn that skill later on. Our residents almost always are talking to an attending that they just woke up at three o'clock in the morning. And our attendings, uh, our consultants' biggest complaint is they don't know who they're talking to on the phone. Mm -hmm. It drives them crazy. Because they're like, can your residents just introduce? And we do it too. We're not good at like introducing ourselves either. And like you, John's been around a lot longer than I have. So you might know a lot of more consultants than I do. But Mm -hmm. so I think that's really interesting. So you have them say, it's Dr. So-and-so from mm-hmm. the emergency department, mm-hmm. even though they clearly just called the emergency department mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah we, yeah. we 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 emphasize to try to do that. Now, do they all do that? Of course not. But I really think it, it sets the tone for the conversation and the professional nature of, of the phone call and going away a little bit from that, yo, what's up? This is... Mm-hmm. This is Tara and the ED calling, and, and, <laughs> and that's fine too, and that's what sustains us sometimes those personal relationships. But it's not really meant. This is not the time for that. So we try to really emphasize the importance of con- of, of that contact and communicating. And, and to your point, if it's three o'clock in the morning, allow your consultant or your fellow whom you're waking up, kind of give them a second to wake up. Yeah, because sometimes they railroad that information so quickly. And you know, as the person listening, they have no idea what they're talking about. They don't introduce the 
the story. They go 20 steps ahead and that person's got to catch up and or wake up. Yeah. Or they're up. in the middle of, they're in the cafeteria, they're in a procedure, they're in the OR, they're doing whatever it is that they were doing and interrupted by our call. That introduction allows them to sort of catch up to where you are and then say, okay, are you ready? Um, so that's really the step one is contact. Um, you know, communicate is, is really idea of communicating the story and knowing who you're calling. And if you're calling the cardiologist and you don't know the patient's cath report or EF or who their cardiologist is or their cardiac meds, you're likely going to have an uncomfortable conversation with that fellow. Now, if you're calling the pediatric neurologist and you don't know the patient's doses of their medicines and the patient's accurate new weight, you will get maybe uncomfortably corrected in that (laughs) and have to tell them to hold or call back. So kind of really setting that bar up. And I think as faculty what we can do, especially with our new learners, is is, is practice that and coach it. It's a skill that people are not very good at. We, we are enamored by our peers that we see do it really well, mm-hmm. but we also often cringe when we hear our trainers are doing it. And I think we have an opportunity to teach them and sort of maybe coach or practice that conversation before they make that phone call. Yeah. Because sometimes they don't know. So the third thing is core question. I want to go back to communicate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. just because I don't know that I totally understand because communicate and core question almost seem like the same to me, yeah. you know? So, like, I guess what is... Communicate okay. is a little bit more of giving the concise, appropriate story, oh, giving, communicating okay. the case. So, mm-hmm. as seasoned physicians, we understand, I have a ruptured ectopic, their blood pressure 60 over 40, should be the only line we need to say to an OB consultant. Sure. But most of the cases are not that cut and dry, mm-hmm. and sort of making sure we're giving them enough information... And when we're communicating that story, but maybe not too much, because we've also seen the error of the new learner or student or intern who launches into lots of excess information. And what can happen is yeah. that's just more fuel to fodder the dreaded pushback on that case or that consultant, which in the end is not good for patient care. They really need that. We need that consultant involved in their care. And we've told them all this extraneous information that has kind of turned the consultant's brain off, that this is not really my problem. They're quickly trying to figure out how to make it somebody else's problem because we've maybe not honed or communicate that story down yeah. well enough. And that probably yeah. a thing we don't practice well enough. I think that's the hardest part too, yeah. right? Like yeah. sometimes I even struggle with that because you're running around doing a lot of different stuff and then the clerk calls you and says, oh, they're on the line and you're maybe not even mm-hmm. near your computer mm-hmm. and you were just having a different conversation with somebody else. And so trying to like re-snap yourself into the appropriate mm-hmm. mindset for the consultant and being concise, mm-hmm. but it's same with your notes, right? Like being appropriately detailed, but concise. My guess is this is where your residents probably struggle mm-hmm. a little yeah, bit. They yeah, they probably struggle the most and, and it varies specifically to the the service line that you're calling. But you can anticipate some of the questions. You know what your cardiologist wants to hear. But you're right, we often are caught off guard. But you can start with the thank you. Thanks for calling, I know you're busy. Ask them how they're doing, what can I do for you? And really understand that the person on the other end of that line is also overworked and also very busy and also managing a tremendous amount of things on their plate. And our phone call is more work for them. If maybe they start the phone call with a little bit more attitude than you want to understand that and to forgive them. Maybe We always tell the residents, and I, I'm interested in your thoughts on it, like never to apologize for the call. So a lot of our residents will call and say, I'm so sorry I woke you up, mm-hmm. or I'm so sorry I've got this consult for you, right? Because they do feel bad. Yeah. I almost think it sets up a weird... Yeah, I, Howard, I, mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I agree with the apologies are overused and maybe not as necessary. They're, we're not sorry. We're, it's unfortunate we're waking them up in the middle of the night, 
but they are on call. That is their job. But thank you. Thank you for calling. I know you, I know you, I woke you up. Tell me when you're ready. Give them a second. Um, I, I, I'm treating that person with the respect <laughs> on the other end and, and trying to meet them where they're coming from. But it can disarm even a, an angry trauma surgeon and you can disarm them by being nice mm-hmm. and, and you can thank them. And be kind, but you Without don't necessarily have to apologize. Yeah. I think once you apologize, you change that dynamic. I'm imagining one of our residents or any of our residents <laughs> calling and saying, it's so unfortunate I have to wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> Probably don't say yeah. that. But <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't know if I would <laughs> No, 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 but I like the way yeah. you said it. I was like, someone's going to listen and think, oh, I'm going to use yeah. that. I liked it, though. Okay, so I've, we've got... Um, we're going to make our contact and introduce ourselves. We're going to communicate a concise mm-hmm. story, which mm-hmm. is probably where the art of this is a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what is next? So the final thing or the, or the next step is core question. Now, you can start with your core question depending on what the question is. This is also something that I think our new learners, our students, and our interns sometimes don't know. And as attendings, we may say, hey, you know, did you call ortho yet? Did you call neuro? Like, let's consult neuro. And you sort of set that plan with your resident, walk away, and then you come back and are witness to this terrible communication. And they don't understand why they're calling. Right. They have no idea. We just think they do. Well, this is the ask. This is the ask. This is the why we're calling them. Our residents really sometimes don't know what the ask is. They don't know, like, why they we're calling. They have no idea. Yeah. And I think that's probably yeah. the biggest thing as faculty we can ensure. If nothing else, if we send yeah. another time and all of the other right. stuff they can work on, and that's a skill set they should get better at in their three years in our training programs, right. great. But the core question, that's it. That's why we're... Right. That's why we're there. That's why we're calling. That's the important reason we're calling that consultant for that patient. Yeah. Always saying about the patient first. And our learners don't always know why. They just know you. They want it done. Wanted them to call. And I've even gone so far as to hearing, I'm call- my attending made me call you, right? right? We've right. all heard that mm-hmm. phrase mm-hmm. or something very similar to my attending made me call you. So to make sure nothing else, you talk to your, when you're working with the residents, make sure let's call cardiology because... Mm-hmm. I think this is a STEMI. We'd like to activate a STEMI alert. We we have a patient down here we think is a stroke. We need an acute stroke alert or right. or it's a consult. nice it's a nice teaching opportunity. Why mm. why do you think we're gonna like, right. what do you, what are your thoughts? Why do you think maybe we should consult cardiology, mm. right? And then right. well, yes, that's it. Or mm-hmm. no, but I think it's important too as faculty not only to recognize that but also recognize the residents or medical students are not gonna necessarily ask us why mm-hmm. because they want to do the right thing and they want to please us and they want they're very task oriented and so i think when we say hey call somebody they're just inclined to go do it Mm -hmm. rather so don't don't think the learner is just going to like suddenly volunteer they don't know why they're Mm -hmm. calling so yeah that's a great point with Mm -hmm. some of our maybe not so professional consultants on the other end if they don't get a good question that's going to end that well what what call me back when you know what you were calling me for and that is going to make maybe an unpleasant conversation for our residents because that didn't go well. And at the end of the day, there's a patient at the end of any, every one of those phone calls. So right. if we're not crystal clear what our question is to our consultants, then we're not going to get a good answer. I know you guys do some kind of simulated stuff mm-hmm. of this, but when you have learners calling consultants, do you help them formulate the key question or do you, like, how do you do it when I, you're working? I make, I make sure they understand why. What's our question? Mm-hmm. Um, although this is something that I know I have continued to have maybe not even given good direction on. I had a recent case with a very good second year intern, and I said casually, you know, we should 
we really should have ENT see this patient or they should, they should step by. Or I said something a little casual around that consultant. It was, I felt strongly that ENT should reevaluate her given the prior weeks. I wasn't clear in that. So when the resident called, she got a tremendous amount of pushback from the ENT service. I wasn't there for that. She tells me, oh, ENT said they don't need to see her. Mm-hmm. And I was not happy with that answer because clearly that was not my plan. Mm-hmm. But I realized in giving her feedback that I wasn't crystal clear and I was probably too casual. I assumed she knew what I meant because she is a very good resident. She said it casually to them and mm-hmm. they heard, you want me to stop by and see her? That's not a con- That's not a right. consult. That's yeah. not a question. I don't have time to come stop right. by and see somebody in your eating. Uh-huh. Your interns especially, like... I think that's a good point, yeah. is that you probably do need to be a little bit more clear. The, the framing of that question. Why are we calling mm-hmm. them and what do we expect um, from them? Yeah. Well, so this brings up a question. Like, I like the order that this goes in. But sometimes the key, the key question or the ask, well, I don't think you need to bump. I don't think you want to bombard them with the ask up front. Mm-hmm. I do think there's something for setting the stage. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Dr. Oh. Fredette. Um, I'm calling just because I have a clinical question. I'm calling because I'd like you to see the patient. Mm-hmm. I'm calling because I think this patient needs to go to the cath lab and then going into kind of yes, the patient's the communication. Story. So it yeah. definitely doesn't have to be done the way it's outlined. And I often do exactly that. I'll introduce myself and then say, I have an admission for you. I have a patient with a STEMI that I'd like, you know, there's kind of, the, we all know the one-liners, the but one-liner, it does, yeah. it does wake up your kid because if they're waiting for this whole long story they're half asleep they're back to sleep before you've gotten to oh wait what you want me to yeah it's like a mini ask a communicate and yeah, then like and the then real the, ask yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah so you okay. can absolutely do core question as number two yeah. or start off with core questions and that's what's hard about this we're trying to give something structure that in, is very inherently diverse given whatever the clinical situation is mm-hmm. what the patient is how unstable they are and quite frankly what time of day is it mm-hmm because yeah. it is different at noon than at midnight, mm-hmm. no matter what. <laughs> yes, yes, and at three in the morning. Yeah. Okay, so we've done contact and communicate and core question. What else? And then collaboration. Oh. So collaboration is what do they need from us? Oh. So we're calling a consultant for a trimal fracture. What do they need? Do you need? Would you like me to get supplies? They're in the hallway. Um, do you think they're going to need sedation? Does the ophthalmologist need the tono pen? What additional things do they need from us? And are those things we can easily get for them to make their job easier, which will ultimately be better for the patient? So some mm-hmm. of that collaboration is even understanding what else are they doing in mm-hmm. their world? Can, can I bring, what information can I bring back? So what, I get them in a room, what, how long do you expect to be? And yeah, all things that don't maybe have a precise answer, but can help us communicate with our nurses and back to the patient and the patient's family of what the next steps will be. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that one seems relatively easy. Mm-hmm. First, the and first, uh, yeah. the, the middle two yeah. are they hard. Really, yeah. yeah. And then what's the last one? And the last one is close the loop. Um, so the final plan, and I think this as much as it's really easy, is also t- a big area that's ripe for error or multiple then phone calls back because... Yeah, great. Surgery saw the patient. Wound looks great. Not post-op. It's post-op infection or something. Yeah, I sent him home. I'm having follow-up. And then you go to do send follow-up when? Right. In a day? Two days? A week? Antibiotics? Oh, you give us some antibiotics. Antibiotics. Oh, they're allergic to penicillin. What? So all of those kind of more specific details are that close the loop and that we a consultant owns a bigger chunk of this mm-hmm. to, um, many times, but what do they want? 
And sometimes we need to be clear because a lot of times we also find that with our new learners. Wait, what did cardiology say? And then you're having them call them back because you have no idea what the antibiotic is supposed to be, when the follow-up appointment should be. Do they need surgery or some other issues that the maybe the patient will have? Oh yeah, I put them in a splint. They're going to need surgery, and the family wants to know what they need surgery. Or, fall, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So those kind of things. We're like kind of making sure we're being specific about follow up. How often do you um, either prep the residents to have this conversation or give them feedback on their conversation with their consultant? I think when we see it done wrong, I mean that's the problem, right? You wait to see maybe a bad interaction or see somebody on your team upset because they maybe didn't have a great call with a consultant um, and you need to sort of wait depending on the person till they have the frame of mind to hear some feedback and kind of go over well how could you have made that better I think we do it a little bit more with our interns like I shared the story recently with that ENT example it was a very good second year that I forgot to coach her on that mm-hmm. I used casual language with her she used casual language with the consultants and it didn't go well the third years they're a little bit more on autopilot but I think those mm-hmm. are really finesse things of tweaking that of planning them especially your third years you know they're going to be working at big community hospitals all these relationships are really important the first time they call a consultant and piss them off that their chair is getting an email or a phone call mm-hmm. and you're setting that person up for failure early on in their career rather than mm-hmm. success. Well, and, and, you know, we know, and you said this at the very beginning, but we kind of glazed over it, like whatever the residents do in practice and residency is exactly what they're going to do when they go out mm-hmm. into the world. And so if they are casual on the phone from the get-go, or I can imagine a lot of our third years get more casual on the phone because mm-hmm. they know the institution, they know what people want a little bit more, they, their expectation of who's going to be difficult on the phone, who's going to mm-hmm. be easy. Oh, yeah. They know all that institutional stuff. So they probably get more casual, but then they are planted in a community setting where they know nobody, uh-huh. and that can be very disconcerting. And so, if they don't have that structure to kind of fall back on, um, to kind of start from ground zero again, it's probably really challenging. So I think mm-hmm. that's that's probably good to remind our third years. So I oh, think yeah. as a faculty member, something I'm going to work on is going to be to be more deliberate probably we don't talk to our residents about this maybe we should and give them a little bit more structure i love that you guys do like a simulated environment with them Mm -hmm. you said your residents really enjoy being the we uh, do that as one of our retreat workouts and the residents thoroughly enjoy being the mean you know cardiologist or mean (laughs) they go off uh or they either the admitting team wow that person shouldn't go there and the you know the and pushback and yes we get pushback from our peers we get pushback from our colleagues our jobs as emergency medicine is make sure we're communicating that story really well, understanding why they're pushing back, is it appropriate or not, or and being a kind yet firm advocate for our patients mm-hmm. and, and teaching our residents how to do that well. Mm-hmm. And some do some need none of this training. They do it so naturally because they might have had prior experience in maybe in the service industry or something else, or, or they're yeah. naturally great communicators, and others really need some some specific feedback but can really do well if you coach them on it. So I think as a faculty member, if you just want to observe some of your residents uh, or your learners talking to consultants or prep them in advance, especially the interns, and think about being very formal about the contact, I really like that. I think if we can establish that early in our learners, that goes a long way. Uh, Really communicating the story in a succinct way with the key points asking the core question there always has to be an ask and know that your learners aren't always going to clarify it with you so uh, help them to understand why we're calling them 
collaborate with your consultant and then closing the loop either on the phone or when your consultant comes down. So those are kind of the steps that we hope every resident would be able to do on the phone with consultant communication. But if you're looking for easy ways to give residents feedback, this is like a great thing on shift. You can say, today I'm going to give you feedback on your consultant communication. Like all you have to do is watch two or three go down and there's a million of those in a shift and you've given them so much valuable actionable feedback so mm-hmm. i think that's awesome does anybody want to say anything else about that no everyone's <laughs> shaking their heads and looking at me so awesome tara thank you for coming oh, thanks in thanks for having me and uh we will talk to you all later take care 